welcome back to another episode of an extra dose podcast if you guys are new listeners our names are alexis and samantha sorry samantha just introduced yourself that's fine i'm used to it this happens all the time we cut each other off literally all the time so we are the bloggers behind a and if you guys haven't been on our blog before we share a ton of wellness stuff we share obviously a lot of clothes if you guys follow us on instagram you guys know we share a lot of outfits but what we're most passionate about especially i mean we've been passionate about it for a long time is health and wellness and we share a lot of you guys don't know we share a lot of that on our blog a ton of stuff we have older posts that people keep asking me about and like we have it all on our blog but i mean there's even times that someone's messaged me (laughs) this has happened a few times actually and Alexa's already laughing because she knows what, where I'm going with this. But I've had, like, when you guys, like, someone messaged me the other day. Actually, I had a few when I got my hair extensions in. Um, asking me, oh, like, do you have a post on hair extensions? And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I've had them for yeah, a long time. Yeah, and she time. said, we don't have one. And I said, oh, I, so I you messaged. You should do one. So I messaged the girls, like, oh, yeah, we don't have one. But, yeah, I, like, we definitely need to do one. And then I was like, Alex, like, we, this is the next post, like, a post idea. She's like, Sam, we already have one on there. Well, okay, let me backtrack. When she said what she wanted, we had one on, on different extensions, so it wasn't really, like, the same blog post that this, this reader was asking for. But anyways, I don't know where we were going with that. That we have things on there in oh, past yeah. years. And so even I, and I'm, like, part of the business, I forget that we have well, it on there. That's another podcast episode, but we have we obviously do different duties in our business, so we're not just literally doing the same tasks all day together. Anyways, on a side note, back to the podcast topic, <laughs> um, we have a very special guest on this week's episode. It is our third guest, which I'm super excited to say that we've done, and we have more coming, more in the works, so I'm excited about that, but... I know, I mean, I get tired of listening to myself. I know, if you guys ever listen to yourself on a recording or a video, like, how annoyed are you on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm at 100. I'm, like, at at an 11 or 12. Oh, I said 100. I meant on a scale of 1 to 10. I said. Yeah, but that's a little exaggerated. Oh, God. You got the point with 11 or 12. (laughs) No, mine was, like, bumping it up and actually not. You're really annoying to listen to. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But you're serious. No. Even Uh, Taylor, when he was on there last week or two weeks ago... He was like, oh, my God. You played it back. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, like, totally different. You're like, I don't sound that bad. And then you listen to yourself, and you're like, oh, my God. You're like, I don't ever so, want to I'm listen. I'm so annoying. Sometimes I'll be in the car, and since we have all our podcast episodes, well, they're on Spotify and stuff, but I'll, like, I'll test them in iTunes or something, and it'll pop up, and my it'll connect to my Bluetooth, and it's, like, always when I have someone in the car, too. It's so embarrassing. And, like, it used to happen to me all the time, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't listen to myself by myself but then with someone else in the car it's even worse um anyway so we have a very special guest and we're so excited for you guys to, to hear our interview with her she is the sweetest girl her name is katie and her blog is theviolethog.com and she's also on instagram but just to kind of summarize because we want to ruin the interview for you guys she posts the most real she's real in real life obviously which we'd hope that everyone be real but <laughs> some people aren't no i mean like they're a real person but oh. not a barbie <laughs> but <laughs> she is just the most genuine and real person you'll hear about how we met in, later in the episode but she's so sweet just a genuinely sweet girl and she's so real in her blog post and just obviously conversing with her too but she shares, if you guys are into beauty and skincare, she shares all the Holy Grail products that she uses, 
and a lot of them we have not even tried it where we have hopes to try <laughs> they're not like super inexpensive either so for those of you guys are always like well i can't afford expensive beauty products she shares a bunch of really good really really good tips and she also shares a bunch of topics that are really real and that resonate with all of you guys i'm sure because we personally like reading them too and since we don't share a ton ton of personal stuff on our blog and our well we do a little bit on our podcast you should definitely look at her blog posts because she is very real about real like i've said real a lot of times but she is it's a lot of stuff you can relate to so we hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we are so excited for you guys to listen guys we're here with katie of the violetfog.com and we are so excited to have her on our podcast today we actually met of course due to social media we met randomly um well it wasn't random but we met at a a retreat (laughs) a retreat in seaside which was beautiful we met we were there for ancient nutrition and we really connected with her and it's always fun to meet new people but not always do connect with them so well and we've met up several times following that that was like last may i think right yes yeah so i'm gonna stop talking and let katie kind of go into well kind of obviously she has a blog a very popular blog i'm gonna let her go into how she started and what you talk about i mean well obviously what you talk about but a little about yourself yeah, totally. I'm so happy to be on your guys' podcast. I'm so happy we met. That was so much fun. I that know. Retreat. Yeah, it was so fun. I loved your podcast that you did on the retreat when you recapped everything. Oh, thank you. It was so good. I'm so, I'm so happy that it's come full circle and that you're now having me on an extra yeah. dose. So fun. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on. Yeah. So the Violet Fog. So I started that Uh, It'll be four years in September. I've been a writer all of my life. It started in, I mean, ever since even school, elementary school, I would be writing in journals all the time. In high school and college, I wrote for the newspaper. After college, I did freelance for some magazines. Um, I first started a a fashion blog back when not even everyone knew what blogs Mm -hmm. were. Yeah. And I would write not just about fashion, but a lot about love and life and skincare. And um, it's funny because I just found that those were my articles that were doing way better, you know, and I just noticed that there were these other fashion bloggers that were doing such a better job than I was. (laughs) And, um, And so I just realized that my real strength was in writing and researching. So I eventually left the fashion blog and then I started the Violet Fog and here we are today with it. Yeah. And we, I know it, when we met each other in Seaside or at Seaside, we talked about, I remember talking about blogging and how competitive it can be. And just obviously about skincare. I mean, love that you talk about skincare because we obviously, we don't write about a ton about skincare, but it's important to us. And going through, we know that you, we saw that you post a lot of wellness stuff too. And we saw that you posted about the cabbage, which we love because we know that you're reading the same, you're reading the medical medium, uh, the liver cleanse book. And we love that you're doing that too. And so you can kind of relate when we're talking about with the cabbage, but we saw that, I mean, so many people are reposting your, I, I watch your stories all the time. And so we, I guess we both do, but that you're posting the cabbage and we've been eating that too. So we love that you're sharing that. 
And have you always, so you said that you were doing fashion and all that stuff in the skincare, but have you always been into the health and wellness or is it something you got more into recently? Yeah. I mean, I've always really been into health and wellness and it's funny you mentioned the cabbage thing because obviously like we both are so into medical medium. You guys were the ones that first turned me on to him. <laughs> Remember we were having that conversation about toxic blood and toxic yeah. system and um, it was just such a really good conversation and I was just like, they are totally onto something and I've always thought about liver health, but he is so incredible. Medical medium. I'm like breezing through that book right now. I know. I know. It's, it's such a good, well, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day that it's literally, she was saying she was working out and she was like on the Stairmaster and she, she read like 40 pages of it and she didn't even realize that it had been so long. Cause it's like, it really is such a good read and it's so full of knowledge too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. And he's obviously a really big proponent of red cabbage. And so mm-hmm. it's so funny. I just dove down all these internet rabbit holes on red cabbage and I was looking up all these studies and it's just such an incredible vegetable. I was like, I barely ever eat this. I need to find a way for it to be delicious. So I eat it all the time, like every single day. And so I just came up with that really simple recipe and it's crazy how much it's taken off I mean I get messages every day of people people eating it but but yeah so I have been into health and wellness for a really long time even as a little kid I was a dancer and I played soccer I was it was always in my mind that if I wanted to do the things I loved I had to remain healthy and and then as I got older you know um I just always stayed very obsessed I think with how I could improve myself internally and I'm a very big reader I'm a very big researcher I ask a lot of questions I've always loved writing out these research pieces and doing experiments and that's kind of always been a constant for me and so um yeah so I've always really been into it and then just you know like on a more personal note in my like mid-20s I went through like really dark times and I was and I really had to like bounce back health wise. I mean, it was just, I'd gone through addiction and just depression and all this stuff. And I found that I was so weak and I was, gosh, I have so much that I have to do to rebound from this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really started setting a lot of things that I incorporate into my life now and um, really did become obsessive in it, but in a healthy way of just wanting to know what's going to work to heal my body. And I feel like I've just come such a long way and I feel the healthiest I've ever felt in many ways. And so I just, I love sharing everything that I, I learn with the yeah. audience. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's so cool that you share all that because I feel like, especially, I mean, we're just used to like the fashion where, I mean, obviously we're in a little bit into wellness, but we share so much every day. Like, I think we are so, I mean, we're obviously on our own independently. We're so much into the wellness and all that stuff, but what we share a lot is on our actual Instagram feeds is so much fashion, even though we're so passionate about the other stuff and obviously reading that book, you know, we're really into it, but I think it's so cool that you share all that with your readers. I know like the cabbage, I think obviously we read about how good it is for you, but I think it's so cool that people are making it. So could you, for those people who haven't, had a chance to follow you yet, obviously. Can you share with the rest, like, how you, how you, what your favorite way is to do the red cabbage or to eat it? 
So maybe someone who's like new at trying it doesn't know like really where to start. Yeah, it's so easy. And first off, red cabbage goes such a long way. I'm sure you guys have realized that it's like, there's so much cabbage in it. Yeah, it's that one, you get that one, whatever it's, I don't know what it's called. Is it a hat? You got one head of cabbage and you're like, you're like, this is not that big. And then you start chopping it up and it goes such a long way. Which I'm all about. (laughs) I know. So I love that. And it's affordable. And so what I do is I just, I chop up half of a cabbage at a time. And then I just, in a pan, I put some coconut oil or I spray some coconut oil or avocado oil. One of the two. And then I just throw in the chopped cabbage, like stir it up and then when it's still, when it's softer, but still crispy, um, just kind of at that sweet spot, I put in two tablespoons of tahini and then I put and then I stir it up while it's still hot. I find the tahini melts really well into it. And then I just put some seasoning on it. My favorite seasoning is everything but the bagel seasoning. Oh yeah. So good. Sounds amazing. It's life changing. It makes everything taste so good. And so it's just, it's such a delicious dish i didn't even the first time i made it i didn't even really know what i was doing i was just like well let's see what happens and then i was like oh my god like my eyes almost popped out i was like this is so good and yeah. so like flash forward you know that was like two months ago that i first did it i mean i i make it i have it every single day and it has not gotten old to me it's so good. I, when you said the tahini, oh I God. love tahini. We love, we put tahini in. It's like the Windex, like in my big fat Greek wedding. Like we <laughs> literally put it on, I mean, I love it. We, you can bake with it too. Like my mom made us, um, for like the holidays, she made us some cookies that, cause we, we don't, we're like not eating a lot of flour and stuff. And so she made us these cookies with tahini and then they were so good. It sounds weird, but they were really good. Ooh, I need to use it like on salad. I mean, you could use it. It's so good. And people yeah. don't realize it's kind of like, I mean, it's a set from sesame seeds, but people don't realize it like it's in hummus and yeah, and nut, it's like similar to a nut butter, but people don't realize yeah. that. So it's good. Delicious. Yeah. Well, we'll have to try your little, your recipe. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds, so sounds right up our alley. Um, but obviously, and I know in Seaside, speaking of that, they had so many, we, we ate so many good meals. I'm like thinking about that now, <laughs> but, um, that was such a fun trip. For those of you guys who haven't been there, it's amazing. Um, you guys were so funny too, because I remember all the girls like asking you guys like what you eat and everything, and you guys were like, "We're just hungry all the time." <laughs> like, like, changed, so but... You guys totally packed it away for like being like. Oh my god! Food. I know. I remember going to those um, like they'd have all the, the buffet things, and Sam and I would eat like <laughs> like three points. Everyone's like good at one, and we're like, "No, we're still coming for more. <laughs> we can put it away." I know people are so surprised, but um. Obviously, so kind of going back, I know we're jumping around, but going back to the beauty stuff, because I know we don't, we share a little bit of beauty stuff, but I love, you have amazing skin, by the way. We saw yeah, we, it. Guys, we saw it in person. Yeah, we saw it. Up she has like person, perfect complexion. Glowing skin. Um, and I know that, <laughs> I know that you share a lot of that on your blog. And so we kind of want to ask you some stuff about that. What's your, what do you think is like your favorite beauty treatment? So if it comes to going into like a salon or like a plastic surgery center or something like that to get a treatment done, my I have two that I absolutely love. And the first one is chemical peels. 
Um, I know that a lot of people are so intimidated to try a chemical peel in my life. I've gotten like six or seven of them. I think they are so effective. And I'm not talking about the light chemical peels, the ones where you just peel, you know, maybe a little bit, but you're fine in like a day. I'm talking about the ones where there's like a couple days where you don't even really want to go out in public. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's just so crazy how great your skin looks after a chemical peel. Um, I mean, it softens fine lines. It lightens up, you know, darker patches. Like I get some melasma around my, around my mouth and chin just from hormones. So it like can sometimes look a little bit darker. I have acne scars on my cheeks. Um, when I was in middle school, I had the worst acne ever. So I still have acne scars. And the only thing that's ever really, truly helped soften those are chemical peels and it's insane another thing too that people don't really talk about with chemical peels it's like so you have this baby fresh skin after and so all your products work like 10 times better than they ever do yeah, that, makes so, yeah, that makes so much sense yeah so it's like for an entire month after it's honestly like getting a facial every single day with the products that you're putting on your skin because they're just working like crazy yeah so I think if people can get like one or two chemical peels a year, you know, I mean, it can just, it can go such a long way. Yeah. I was going to ask you how often you, you would recommend getting those. Yeah. I try and go once a year, okay. like twice, twice if I can, but I try to go once a year and everyone peels differently. I mean, my skin's weird. I peel so much longer. Like most people are done peeling within a week. I'm, it usually takes me about two weeks. It's just my cell turnover rate, mm -hmm. but there's really only like a couple days where it's pretty bad. But you know, if you just wear a hat and kind of keep your head down and like wear sunglasses, yeah. you know, it just kind of is what it is. And be at home for a week. <laughs> yeah. Be a home body for a week. Yeah, seriously. And so, yeah. um, so I really, really recommend those. And then led light treatments, like the bright red lights, um, I, I'm sure like you've probably seen it. Like it just, you just lay under this bright red light and like the medical grade ones, the ones that you get done in office are, it's so amazing for stimulating collagen in your skin and just repairing broken tissue. It's just insane. When you, when you're laying there, you don't really feel like a lot is happening. Like you're just kind of like, okay, this is really super <laughs> relaxing, but is anything really happening? And then by the time you're like home at night, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, your skin is just glowing. And beyond that, not only does it look good, just what you're doing for the integrity of your skin and making it just stronger and way more healthier. I mean, I really, really believe in LED lights. I think that they're going to be way bigger this year. But I also want to note that it's really only the in-office treatments that are so good because the at-home ones, I see a lot of bloggers talking about them and um, and I don't think a lot of them know all of the studies done it's really only these high grade office treatments that are they can actually really do true work on your skin it has to be such a high wave frequency that the at-home ones just don't really suffice so like I would tell like your listeners like definitely if you're gonna do an LED treatment go in office somewhere don't do the at-home ones. That's so interesting. I mean, we've done it not for our face, but we were doing stuff. Well, I guess our face was kind of in there. Well, we were doing it like, uh, I don't know how to describe what we were doing, but it was like our whole body. 
And we oh, only did like red sonnets. Well, it wasn't a sonnet. It, it was literally, I felt like I was like under French fry lights. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the lady working there was calling them. It was like, it was like what you were describing. They were like the red, it was a red light. You it was really later. Like, but it was like five or six lights. <laughs> it was like five or six lights. I don't know if that was the same thing, but I didn't look at my skin really. So, <laughs> but no, that I definitely like you intrigued me. It was I relaxing. Though. I do want to go get this LED treatment. So now. is that like compared to chemical peel, like price range, is it pretty much the same or is one more of an investment than the other? I'm sure it depends like place to place, but. Yeah, I would say like if you're trying to reverse sun damage and um, soften fine lines and just overall even out like your skin tone, I would say get a chemical peel. Those range anywhere from, depending on the level of strength that you're getting and where you're going, they can be anywhere from $100 to $200. Okay. And an LED treatment is typically around, I think, $50. So it just kind of depends like led treatment i look at that as more just maintaining integrity in my skin and keeping it young and really healthy and vibrant from the inside out and chemical peels are more just about the outside yeah so, that makes yeah. sense well we're definitely have to try it we haven't done either one i think we did a peel but it was like one of those ones where it was a maybe it's a laser it wasn't anything very intense yeah i don't remember peeling. i've had friends that have done the 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 strong ones and where they like they like, couldn't go out for a couple days or a week maybe a week I don't but know but I do think they saw good yeah. yeah um and so like I know you mentioned you had acne growing up and so what would you recommend for someone who is struggling with acne and what's what do you think is like your, the like your top beauty product I'm sure there's like so many that you try and that you love but if you had to like if someone's like trying to get more on their skincare routine what would you recommend for acne and then also just for regular you know, for people that just want to take care of their skin. Yeah. Well, my heart really goes out to people for acne with acne because I just know that it's such a complex skin issue. It's it's crazy because it can be it needs. I mean, so much of it is hormones. So I do think a lot of it get your hormones balanced. Like little things that you can do for yourself, less stress. Obviously, I think taking adaptive things too, mm-hmm. like ashwagandha or lion's mane you know, that just levels out your cortisol levels or it helps with that. I think things that nice things that you can do for your hormones are step one. I think another thing that you can do to help kill the bacteria that's already existing, like we just talked about red light therapy, but they have blue light therapy and blue light. They've seen a lot of success for people with acne with that. Um, cause it just, it really does a great job at killing off the bacteria on top of your skin. That's already there in a way deeper level than a lot of these, you know, topical products can go. So I think looking into alternative treatments like that. And then another thing, I know that you guys will agree with me on this too, cause you've been reading medical medium, but he talks a lot about just your, your liver and how skin issues like eczema and acne do start in the liver. And if you have a sluggish liver or a liver that's just not, you know, functioning properly, all of these toxins that your liver is normally processing, you know, it starts letting those toxins out into your bloodstream and that can excrete through your skin. And then, you know, when it does that, I mean, you can get acne, psoriasis, eczema. So I think a lot of acne is just treating your skin from the inside out and just to really get your health in check and review your diet. If you're eating a lot of inflammatory foods, 
you know, if you're eating too much fat in your diet, because that can harm the liver. Um, I think that's things to look into when it comes to acne. Yeah, for sure. That I mean, that was like super eye opening. Obviously, I think probably when we were all like going through our teenage years, where I feel like hormones play such a big role. But at the same time, like at that time, health wasn't such a big, I don't feel like it was such a big thing as it is now. Well, there's so much social media. There's, yeah, there's so much social media. And I think obviously medical need and other things that exist now that have provided, I mean, I don't struggle. I struggle with like occasional breakouts, but I, have, I did in high school. I do have, which yeah. will, can, I have like eczema right now on my eyes. And I think it's a result of detoxing and stuff for my liver. But like you were saying, mentioning about the, how medical medium talks about your liver and also like the stuff what you were saying, healing from the inside out. I think people are, it's obviously so it makes you so self-conscious. And I think working on it, I mean, first of all, you're bettering yourself, but also I think there's so many commercials with product and stuff that it's interesting to see it being more known now, like to work on the inside, healing your inside first to heal acne and different skin issues. But oh, definitely. So I know, sorry, we like, I like cut you off a million times, but what would you say, I mean, if you're not struggling with acne, whether you are, or you're not, what are your, I know there's like so many, so much research and well, not necessarily research, but there's so many tips. I mean, I feel like everyone has their own skincare routine or what I know a lot of people overlap on products they like, but what would you say, you know, someone is trying to have a good skincare routine, what would you say like your must products are? So... I mean, I've tried so, so many, and I do have a couple products that really are standout, like knockout products for me. One thing that I will say that I, I really owe my skin to is over the years is my use of Retin-A or Retinol. I know that it does not work with everyone's skin, but if it works with yours, I really think that you should incorporate it as often as you can because it is one of the, one of the main products that has been scientifically shown to actually reduce fine lines and it's just so crazy how much it helps with cell turnover I mean it's crazy though it's a really high maintenance product because it does make your skin really sensitive to light so if you are using retinol or retin-a you need to be so conscious about your time in the sun um like you just you have to wear so much more sunscreen you, ha- you have to just keep that in mind um so it's just it's like a, a trade-off you know if you are going to use retin-a or retinol like you just have to be careful about the sun if you're someone who's in the sun all the time then it's just not going to be right for you but i would definitely say retinol or retin-a another favorite product vitamin c i think vitamin c is really great for cell rejuvenation especially during the day uh, because it helps fight off free radicals and anything that you can get that's going to help fight off pollution because I mean we're, our skin just faces that every single day. Yeah. It's really it's hard to find a really good vitamin C because um, it's it's really hard to keep those molecules stable. So a lot of brands, you know, they tell that they have really great you know vitamin C products, but I think it's really important to look into them and see how it's created. Is it third party tested, um, you know, check the reviews and everything. Cause I mean, I've tried, I've paid a lot of money for high so-called high quality vitamin C products that really, I didn't see much of a difference. You should be seeing your skin looking brighter and brighter over time. Um, one of my favorite vitamin C products right now is in powder form. And then it just, it helps it stay stable for way longer. You, 
just mix it in with a serum or an oil and then use it. And it's, um, it's just super effective. And another product I love, I, I'm really all about skincare that's one ingredient. I think learning ingredients are so important. And early on, I really learned that two ingredients that work so well with my skin are is rosehip seed and apricot. And so uh, this brand that I've loved for years, they're called Better Shea Butter. They're actually in Austin, so they're local, Texas local. I love that. And, yeah, and they're super affordable too. I mean, I've never, I have yet to come across such a high quality product, and I cannot believe the price point. Um, it's organic, it's cold pressed, so it's just one ingredient. And apricot and rosehip, I swear, if you try it, every night for just a month you will notice such a significant difference in your skin just being softer feeling more hydrated I mean it's the two those two have been a constant for me for for rosehip for about four years now and apricot for two years and I love it so much that once I use a bottle I won't use any of them for like three or four months because I just don't want my skin to get used to them because they're so good. So I just, I'll wait like three or four months and then I'll try, you know, another oil in between, but then I always cannot wait to get back to rosehip or apricot. I have to, we'll have to try those. I know. I am reading about this on your blog, but I need to, I mean, we feel pretty good about our skin, but I feel like I get kind of sloppy. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know you do it. That's beautiful skin. And I think you would love it too because it's super low maintenance, the oil. Yeah. So you just like, when do you put that on the process of like your routine? I put it on at night. I go to bed with the greasiest face you've ever <laughs> seen. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so, I'm so slick. And it's so funny. My boyfriend's always like, anytime we kiss, he's like, I'm going to have the youngest looking nose. Yeah. <laughs> entire life because he just always has oil on his nose. <laughs> and so... Yeah, so just at night, I just put it on at night, and then, and sometimes, like, I'll do a mask, like, let's say I'm inside and I'm cleaning for, like, a couple hours, I'll put on just a ton of rosehip oil and just let it, put my hair up and just let it sink in, and then, you know, it just looks, it looks great, it feels so good. So do you, like, in the morning, do you wash it off, or it just kind of absorbs in your skin? It kind of absorbs in your skin. I'm not, I don't always, the only time I really wash my face in the morning is if I've been sleeping with my face like smushed into the pillow and I just, and it just feels like a little bit dirty or I mean, I've been trying so hard to sleep on my back so that I don't face that problem, yeah. but it's really hard to train myself to do that. Yeah, it's hard. I did that like two years ago. You yeah. on your back. I, for the most part, I do. Oh, I can't. My boyfriend makes fun of me. He's like, you look a mummy when you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. It's good for your back and your skin, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it really, really is. So I'll wash my face if I have retinol on it. Because okay. sometimes I'll put retinol, I'll let that dry, and then like 20 minutes later, I'll put on my oils. So if I still have retinol on my skin, I don't like that active ingredient being on my skin during the day just because of sun sensitivity but usually I just I let it soak in and then it looks great in the morning okay I mean we're gonna have to try it I know sure. I want to try this um so we know like obviously you said that you've tried so many brands and what we love about your stuff the most that you're very honest you if you don't like something you obviously share that which I think a lot of readers appreciate because I feel like there's so much noise out there 
especially just like with blog, like with social media and Instagram and blogging. I feel like everybody is promoting products they're getting paid for or just because they everyone's sharing then they feel obligated. And I think it's important to really be honest, even if you don't like them to share. Cause I mean, people are spending money and time and they want, I mean, I ultimately, if it was me, I'd want to know, okay, is this worth it? I mean, we read reviews obviously, but yeah, it's nice. But then you're always like, are they authentic? Or not? Yeah. It's always nice to have, you know, a source you can go to. So we love that you do that. And is there, have you always been this way or have it just like something that you kind of learn over time? Yeah. I mean, I think I've always been this way. So I always look at myself first as a writer before a blogger, just because that's where my, really my main skill like comes in is writing and, and researching. And so like just from the start, I've just always had it ingrained in my head that I just want to be a writer that people can trust. And, um, and I just like working with newspapers and magazines and everything. I just understand the importance of having to have your facts and your ducks in a row and, and just the integrity. And one thing I, one thing I did not, I don't appreciate about a lot of bloggers or newspapers or magazines is when they only talk about things that they just love all of the time, because it makes me, it doesn't make, make it so I don't trust them, but I, I think it's equally important to know what people don't like just so, cause it helps you understand if you want to like follow along with their recommendations or not. If you also agree on things that you don't like, not just things that you like. And I think too, like a lot of brands, like I, I very much go after beauty brands. I think like I've kind of become like a little shark in, in a way like with them because I think a lot of brands just need to be doing better. I think that they're spending way too much money on marketing and less money on bettering their product. And I think that just, you know, a lot of these brands, they, you know, send me things and they expect that just because they sent me like this big package that I'm going to, to post about them and rave about them. But if I think it's a total crap product and there's, all these ingredients in there that are have been shown to be very harmful to the human body. And I know that these brands know it, they have to, Yeah. you know, just they would rather spend the money to market it rather than fix it and make it a better product because they can do that. They have the power to reformulate, but, um, you know, so I just, I make a little bit of noise about it and I just, I call them out and, it's funny, like I, I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that, but sometimes I think with these brands, you have to make a little bit of noise to really get their attention. If I was just like so nice about it, I don't really like it because blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I just, I don't know how much that would stick, but really like going after them and talking about what they're doing wrong, I find that, I find that oftentimes like I'll even get in conversation with the brands and then I can kind of, you know, give them like a thought that hopefully, I don't know, can move forward a little bit like in their, within their teams to discuss what they can do to, to better the product or, um, but from just the standpoint of the Violet Fog audience, I just know that they really trust me because I'm not going to push just anything. I mean, yeah, if I, if I don't like a, a product, I'm, I mean, it's, I, I would be, Every day I would be talking about products I don't I don't like. Like there's so many products that I'm just like, oh my god. But the ones that really really stand out are the ones that I'll talk about. 
just because I know that it's impressionable on other readers that they're, you know, are thinking about perhaps buying this. So I try and just alert them that like, there's another opinion over here and I'm not just, you know, um, accepting money to promote something that I don't believe in. I'd rather tell them what I think is my truth. So I think it's just really important to be, to be really honest. And it's hard. I mean, I've lost brand deals before because I also believe like there's never going to be a line where I like every single product that they create. You know, it's just, it, that's just like saying you're going to like every single song that your favorite musician creates. <laughs> yeah. like you're not right. a few that you don't like. And so um, I've worked with brands before and had a really great relationship with them, work with them for months and it will go so well. And then, and this has happened a few times where there will be a specific product that they want me to promote and then I I don't if I don't like it I don't like it at all I will I'll really nicely tell them like you know I just it's just not right for me I can't promote this and then they'll cut my our our contract just like it's insane how fast they will do that and it just shows me that a lot of these brands really just do care about marketing and not integrity and doing what's right yeah. So I think we'll always kind of be in that fight a little bit. And, um, and I just, yeah, I just think that honesty is so important. Yeah. I was going to say when you were talking about all that, Alexis and I can definitely relate because there's been so many times it's like you scroll through, like, I don't know the people that follow me. Sometimes they follow, you know, me and like a bunch of wellness people, or they follow me and a ton of bloggers, or maybe they just follow like just Alexis and I, you know, as bloggers, but I think like Alexis was saying, there's so much noise. And for us, even if it's like, it could be even like fitness related, fashion related, or even like health and beauty. And this 2018 was definitely a year that we like really started focusing on what we're putting in our body and also beauty too. I mean, I still, I'm sure I still use a ton of product that I'm like, I'm sure probably in a year I won't use anymore, but, or use less of it. But I think with anything, honesty is so important, just like what you were saying, because people that, when you create a following, people are following you for a reason. I feel like people who are starting to try to become a, like we get, I'm sure you get messages like that too. Like, Oh, how did you get started? Like, what do you, what did you, how did you get a big audience? How do you get people to like follow you? And I think people are so focused on just like the brands are focused on how, how many people they're getting to promote it. People are so focused on getting numbers, like just like brands, everyone's focused on the numbers. They're not focused on who's like following and what they're like, how influenced they are by people. And I think, I always tell people, and I'm sure you probably tell people the same, like you need to have integrity and honesty in what you're posting, because if you don't really believe what you're posting, you're just posting it for the money, people are going to eventually see through it. And if they like, they trust you so much and you build that trust and they go buy a product that you put, that you shared, and then they go buy it and they're like, I mean, not everything's going to work for everyone, but if they go buy something that should work for everyone and they're like, okay, this is, she was totally lying about it. Then they're unfollowing you and that's it. And you lose that trust one by one. So I think like we were saying, I know we can both relate to it so much because I think anyone can happen just like these beauty, like these beauty products you're talking about that they're just like, they're in it for the numbers. And I think it's interesting for people that are probably listening and are just follow, not just, but I'm just saying they're, they're in the outside and they don't know what happens behind the scenes in this kind of world. It's very interesting that I think they need to them as like, even people that I follow, I think you need to kind of just like we research brands, you kind of research who you're following and try to, and try to, I think you can pretty much gauge if someone's authentic or not, you know, over time, if they're oh, being honest. 
and just kind of doing your research in that way before you start following and buying everything they're buying. Cause then you kind of get upset that you're buying, you're like, trust them, you're buying product. You're like, okay, I feel like I was cheated. So, right. um, but yeah, so I can definitely relate to what you were saying about that, um, about honesty. And I love that. Like Lex was saying, I totally love that you, like, I know I've come across on your post. You're like, I didn't like this. And I feel like no one does that. Like, I, I mean, not a lot of people do that, which is like, so I think it's so great. Like you were saying that you do that. Thank you. And so obviously we're talking about being honest and raw. And I know I remember talking to you about this in C- at Seaside when we were um, on our trip there. And love is something that you write about a lot too. And I know we were talking about that. And I'm, it's something that we don't, I mean, we're not very open about that on our, I mean, obviously we had Taylor on, but we're not, I don't know. I don't think we've written too much about that personally. And so I love, I mean, I love reading about other people's not like necessarily drama. <laughs> like, I love like, no, no, no. Not sharing not my drama, <laughs> but I feel like I, I share don't... my drama for sure. I yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so I love that you, and like some of the blog posts that you've written about recently, I'll let you kind of talk about those, but I love that you share all that. And it's something that's relatable to so many people. I feel like there are people that write about it, but I don't know. I mean, I just, we don't personally, very, very personal. We keep that kind of private. So I think it's definitely cool that you cover that. So did you, did you always start about, did you write that from the start or is it something that you kind of added on later? Yeah. So writing about love is where I can tap into more, my more artistic thoughts. And like, I, I write in a very, just like what I'm thinking kind of streams of consciousness and um so I just I've always been such a romantic and I've always loved stories about love and I think that like with our generation it's funny because there's so many articles about the give advice or things like seven ways to get a guy to notice you or mm-hmm. you know what to do when he breaks up with you or something like that and it's it's often very generic and a little bit of fluff and what I don't think there's enough of in our generation are actual stories like love stories being told like the good and the bad and um and just being very very specific and tailored to specific situations and so I feel like I just crave those kinds of stories all the time I love a love story I love a drama scene um you know, I just, I gravitate towards that. So naturally I like to write about these things and it's weird just with love in general, love with myself, with friends, with family, with significant others. I mean, I just find the whole topic just really fascinating. And, but when it's written, like I said, in a very specific way, not kind of an overarching theme, but you know, like a specific thing that can happen. Um, but I just find that like for me personally, I'm able to make way more sense of things when I write it down and writing has just always been such an outlet for me. And it's so funny because even back to my very first crush in elementary school, I have written documentation of every single guy I have ever had any feelings for. Like it's just, I've always just wrote about love mostly for myself. And then I started sharing it. Um, it was really funny in high school. <laughs> I like went through this phase. I used to write a lot of poetry, but I would do it anonymously and for the school newspaper. 
and um, and I would submit it, but uh, the teacher would be like, you need to publish this. But I was so scared to put my name on it. I was like, there's no way. So I would just, I think like three times, like they published a poem of mine that was anonymous. So I never even said it and everyone really, really loved it, but I never, it was like, this is me. You know, I was just always just so shy about my articles about love. And then when I had my fashion blog, like I would deviate from fashion a lot and I would write about just kind of real life things. And I started, I wrote one article that had to do with dating and it was dating in San Francisco. And, um, and I had just mentioned that I had gone on this date and how it went. And it was just kind of like two paragraphs within this article. And it was, but it was, kind of deep and it was a little bit different for me to put myself out there but it was so crazy like the response that I got people just loved it and I was like maybe there really is a need for more people talking about love and so I just started writing about it more and more and on Violet Fog it's just become kind of a theme and I find that I get the biggest response from my articles about love and I think it's interesting. I think people want to connect through emotion too. Like we can connect on interests and hobbies and everything, but I think that there is also something cool about connecting through similar emotions or like when people have felt something that you have felt. And I definitely, I'm a words person. I'm a writer. So I do have a way with words. I think I do have that gift in being able to write out you know, how I'm feeling and then hopefully help someone else maybe figure out how they are feeling too, like through my writing. Um, even if it's not the exact same situation, but just a similar emotion that they relate to. Yeah, for sure. I think it's something like you're saying where I think it's like for, for me personally, I like reading stuff and be like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not the only person that feels that way. And I know even when we've shared, I mean, just we've shared a lot of our health issues and people, I get so many messages. So I can't even imagine because like love is so much more. I mean, yeah, I, I love that you guys talk about your emotions. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, um, I think the love, I mean, obviously all this stuff is relatable, but the love stuff, I think everybody, especially in this, like in our age group, I feel like it's just, everyone's kind of going through the same phases. And I feel like it's, I don't know, it's nice to read about. So you've written a few posts that we really related to, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it. I'm sure you got a great response for them. And one of them was your move from San Francisco to Austin. And I remember you talking, we were talking about Austin and we met because we went to school there, obviously, and we had been to San Francisco, but I remember you saying that you just met your boyfriend and we met in May and obviously now you're living in Austin. So can you, do you want to share a little bit more about your kind of the journey to get there and the article that you wrote or your blog post about moving and the rawness of that. Yeah, totally. That's so funny. I completely remember talking about that. We were having such good girl talk about love. Samantha, you were talking about your boyfriend. Alexis, you were talking about dating at the time. I had just met my guy. So it's so funny that now I'm living with him in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew that I had to write about that, especially because Violet Fogg was completely grounded in San Francisco culture, and my whole audience kind of knew me as this single girl navigating the dating scene in San Francisco. I would always write about it, and then uh, after I felt comfortable with Dan for a while, I started 
showing him a little bit more on my Instagram. And so, you know, it was kind of obvious that I was getting in a relationship and then I just started posting about him more and I was long distance. And so I would have a lot of posts from Austin, but you know, I didn't know if I was going to move here or not. Um, and I, I just knew that I couldn't, I couldn't just move and then not mention anything about it to, to the Violet Fog readers. It, Cause it's just, I feel like they are those readers. I really think of them as some of my best friends as weird as it is to say, but I'm just, I have such an intimate relationship with them. I mean, like the DMS on Instagram are just where it's at for me all the time. I'm always in conversation, just talking about life and love and, and whatnot. And so I knew that I, I wanted to write an article about why I was moving to Austin. And I also think that so many people have dealt with moving for love or they're thinking about moving for love. And I wanted to kind of, to talk about it and, and, and just write about why I was choosing to do that. And, and really that's the whole reason why I did move to Austin was completely for love. You know, I mean, like business wise, it really wasn't that smart. I mean, my whole audience was based <laughs> in Francisco in the Bay area, you know? So I mean, all my friends were in the Bay area, my family's in California. I mean, it was really purely based on just love. And so I wanted to write about it and, um, and I think that the audience, they really appreciated it. And I got a lot of um, feedback and comments from them and advice. And it was, it was really great writing about it. I'm happy that I, that I did. And, and the transition, it's just been, you know, it's been crazy. And now I, I just, instead of writing from a single girl's perspective, now I'm writing from a, a I'm in a committed relationship, but I still have fun stories to tell about my single days. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that post was so, I haven't personally moved. I mean, we've moved places, but not for someone else, but I think moving to a new city is, is always hard. And especially you didn't just move. It wasn't close. And I know that you obviously had to weigh a lot of stuff. And I think it's just, obviously it's a big thing that happens to a lot of people. And I think, that you weren't just like, oh, it was all sunshine and roses. You were very open about how you felt and kind of the emotions you're going through. And I feel like that's why it's so relatable. Because I think a lot of people, and I know when I follow other bloggers or people that talk, that open up more about like the stuff they're going through, whether it's like depression or just, I don't know, just stuff that's going on personally. I mean, you have to, you know, you, you don't share everything, but I think it's important to kind of be open because people don't just see you as like someone pushing a bunch of stuff in their face. So I think that article I really liked. And then speaking of like relationships, I know that you wrote another one about being um, friends with your ex on social media. And I liked that one too, because I feel like that's such a, like, it's such a topic that even Sam and I were talking about a lot um, just because I think I am, I still, (laughs) I still personally do that. And I, it's not because I'm like, I, I'm like not over them, but I just kind of like, I'm, you know, you kind of want to see what's going on sometimes because you're nosy. Yeah. And I thought that yours was like very well written and it was, it was very, tr- like, I mean, I thought it was, you had some really good points in there. And I know you brought in like Dan's perspective too, which I liked, like kind of yeah. how you said you talked to him and I like. Yeah, him. we've had fights before on exes on social media, you know, so it was just like, it was something I really wanted to to write about, especially because him and I are in like a really good place. And for the most part, we really, really agree 
on the same things when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was really happy to write that one. It was really interesting, like what I heard back from the people who who read it. I feel like a lot of people agreed, but there were definitely some that just did not. But <laughs> that's kind of the whole point of it. I really wanted. I'm a very opinionated writer, so I really like to write these thought provoking pieces. Yeah, and like, and what I like about you too is that you. Like, I remember we were talking in Seaside. You were so positive. I mean, like, obviously you're honest in your posts, but you're not like this negative person. Like, I like that you were so encouraging and kind of. Oh, I mean, you gave some really good suggestions, and you were just. I don't know, because I remember when I met you, I was I had gone on several. I was on you know on the apps, and yeah. I hadn't. I had gone in. I mean, not horrible dates, but they weren't ones that I obviously wanted to go out with again. Right. And, um, dating is so exhausting sometimes. Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, obviously, and you go through so much, like so many emotions and it's just nice to talk to some, like to read an article from someone outside of your circle. Like obviously I talk to Sam a lot, but when I talk yeah. to you, it was nice to have, you know, someone on the outside and then obviously your readers getting to read that like, okay, you know, these are real things that everyone kind of goes through. So, yeah. It's like a non-biased opinion. Yeah, for sure. So, um, is there like something specific like that you, out of the love that has been like one of your, like your most read articles or one that you personally liked, right? I haven't read all of yours, but is there one that like kind of stands out to you as like one of your most popular one that you personally like you enjoyed writing the most? Um, there was one that I wrote that was really hard for me to write, but it, I'm so happy that. I wrote it because I still get messages. I mean, all the time from people thanking me for writing this article and it was about being broken up with. Mm-hmm. And I was in a relationship with this guy who, I mean, I cared about so much. He was probably the first guy ever that I thought that I could marry. Yeah. And I mean, in hindsight, I'm so thankful that mm-hmm. I did not work out because he was definitely not the one for me, but you know, we've all been there where, you know, in the moment, you just really, really care about this person. And he broke up with me. And it was just so, so difficult. And so like the the title was when they don't love you anymore. And it was just really raw. And it was actually really hard to write. But after I wrote it, I felt a weight lifted off of me, I kind of understood the situation a little bit better. And it was that was, that was one that was really stands out to me that I'm really happy that I wrote and then another one on a more lighthearted topic the one that it's so funny this continues to be one of the top three love articles that I've written and it's about when you like an ex's new girlfriend's photo on accident (laughs) and it's I mean I read I wrote that one I think like three years ago and it continues to do so well. I think I did read that one now that I'm thinking about it because I and I was talking about with a group of girlfriends like last week because I have totally done that and it's like it's so we were t- we were sharing all of our stories with each other and it's like oh you're like oh my god this is so mortifying <laughs> yeah. because like it's again like you know I still followed and then I I mean I'm not gonna say which one it was that I <laughs> which ex it was but I like accidentally followed I don't know what I did I was like oh my god and my Sam was like oh my god she made you feel worse about it I know I should have made you feel better but instead I was like mortified it was horrible but and it's like obviously like 
I'm not trying to like, brag about my notifications, but I probably, if someone did that, I wouldn't have known. I don't ever check them. I wouldn't know this because people are like, wait, oh, I followed you. Probably saw it. I'm like, no, I honestly, I'm not sound like bitchy, but I probably didn't. I didn't. There's a lot of notification. I didn't see it, but someone yeah. just a personal account. Mm-hmm. They definitely saw it. And I think oh, my friends cool. were saying that they, she actually, I don't know if she liked or she did something and they, it was like his very first photo. She did that. And so oh, no. it was her ex, like it, or someone guy that she liked. It wasn't like an ex, like it wasn't like a girlfriend thing, but she yeah. like checked it with her friend to see like, if it, if you unlike it like that, does it like still show up? And it oh, did. That's smart. So yeah. She was like, we were sharing over stories. So I definitely, I think I, I don't know, maybe I haven't read it, but I do need to read it now because I think it's everyone's done that. And I love that you're sharing all that kind of stuff because Obviously, I've experienced. I also it, think it's stuff that people don't think about writing about. Yeah, it's so creative. But I'm like, oh. But yeah. also, like, in case for you guys listening, that you guys, I'm sure now that you've listened to this podcast, I, if you're, I would obviously suggest going to her, her blog and reading about all her different fun articles. But she's a, an amazing writer. It's not just like you're reading, like, okay, like she went on a date or something. You, she, like, you just write so well that it like makes you want to keep reading. So oh, thank yeah, you. I, really, I was telling, I think I was telling Taylor actually, I was like, oh, like she's getting me on our podcast and I was saying how well, like she writes so well, like she's so gifted. It's like, it's like you actually generally, not because it's like juicy, but I mean also because of that, but it's also like, because you write it so well, it makes you want to keep reading. Not just like, oh, it's so boring. Like get to the thank point. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's the truth. So yeah, I definitely encourage all of you guys to go check out, like, I'll be, even though I'm sure even listening to us, like, the topics sound interesting enough, like, I'd want to go read them, mm-hmm. but just in general, even there's stuff about beauty, yeah. the way you write is, like, obviously, it's very well written, so. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that so much. Um, so that's, I mean, I feel like we've talked everyone's ears mm-hmm. off. I could, I, ha- I have, like, so many more questions I could ask, but you guys should definitely check her blog out. Where can they find you on your on your blog and Instagram and any other social media? Yeah, so they can obviously find me on the blog. It's www.violetfog.com. And then all socials, I'm just at the Violet Fog. And anytime they want to say hi to me, my DMs are always always open. Just like you guys, I love how you guys are very talkative with your audience as well, too. And yeah. so yeah, so I would I would love to say hi to any new faces, of course. I can't wait to share this podcast with Violet Fog audience. I I think you guys are so so great and just so honest and so sweet and so authentic and relatable. And you know, just as much as you know, you just sing my praises. I can do the exact same thing back for you guys. Oh, thank you. So sweet. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank and you. we. It's not just like an internet thing. We've met again in Austin. We were so excited when she moved there. We ended up, we're in Austin for a football game. We, were, we had the chance to meet up with you. And so it's, yeah, it's these so nice. things that are like a real relation. I mean, it's, you really met me to genuine, excuse me, so many genuine people. And we're so glad that we got to connect. And we're excited for our readers and your readers to kind of see each other's content and to kind of connect. Mm-hmm. But you guys will seriously love her stuff. And we are excited to share this with you guys and we will be back next week. Thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'll talk to you guys soon.